Hello everyone, this is Stephanie from Global Anti-Scam Organization and you are listening to the Gossel Exclusive. So today I'll be answering the most common questions asked by victims as well as some of the insights of victims' reports. First of all, um, I think a lot of people have been asking where exactly is my scammer located? Um, your scammer is definitely not in any of those countries that they claim to be. We also have questions like, oh, my scammer sent me some vehicle um, a car license that is in LA, why won't the police act on it? So what victims need to know is that our profile pictures are basically fake. Some um, scam companies have got a library of fake lifestyle ranging from food um, to cars to gym, blah, 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 just to build the perfect profiles. And these profiles are innocent people who don't even know that their photos got stolen for a fraud case. So if I'm going to scam someone's money, I'm definitely not going to put up my real self just to wait for you to come arrest me. So basically, pictures are not that important and they are not going to help with any of your case. And the next one will go to um, victims who have been calling their detectives three to five times a day. And why is my detective ignoring me? So once you have a case number from your detective, you should not be blasting them three to five times a day. It takes time to trace the funds, of course, and it takes a lot of time to investigate, especially when everything that the scammers give you are fake. There are many roadblocks in the world of the cybercrime because everything is fake. Um, scammers move their server a lot, their websites are fake, the cell numbers are fake. Money trail takes time and your detective also have to contact the exchange, which is in most of the time, um, this exchanges because they are not regulated and therefore um, it's going to take them forever or none to provide. 90% um, of us do not get to hear from a detective and it's definitely not, not it, it is definitely not going to help you out if you're going to blast them five times a day. So please avoid doing that. And, Give your detective some time to work on it. And what you could do is to help your detective to get more evidence instead of blasting them, like, can you please help me? And of course, like we do have victims who basically told the detective to kind of like just freeze the account and assuming that your money is going to come back. That is not true as well. Um, victims also ask, I reported the WhatsApp number. Why is it still working? So the number you see is not a real number. The exact SIM card that they use is from a local SIM card, say Laos, Cambodia, Myanmar. So what you see there is a visual number and they have tons of them. Um, if you're gonna report just that number, what's gonna happen is that they're gonna use another different one. Um, it's really easy for the scammers to purchase another card or another number, like it's very easy for them. We also have victims who ask questions like, do you think if my scammer is a female? So again, most scammers are male who uses um, voice changer devices. And this is part of the fraud tool. Um, they recently do um, deepfake technology as well. You could Google that out. And um, this videos could last up for 
up to one minute. And so again, the gender is not important and it's not going to help out with your case. We're going to go to the next question. Should I get a hacker or a recovery company to get my funds back? Hacking is illegal and it faces criminal charges. So if a hacker is willing to help you hack your money back, they might as well just stay where they are. Why do they even have to help a stranger like you with a fee since they could just hack into any of the wallet address and just steal money all day? This is something that you should consider. Uh, what you could do, however, is to maybe hire a private investigator if you have got some spare cash. Uh, PI cost uh, the, the the cost for a PI range from a thousand dollars, a couple of thousand dollars to ten of a thousand dollars. That would de- that that would depends on how many information you have, and often uh, involved with a recourse fee of say twenty to thirty percent. A cheaper alternative would be just to get a crypto investigator who only trace your wallet address and try to get hold of the final wallet addresses um, information. Okay, so the next one will go to um, freezing your funds. So once you realize you got scammed, what you need to do is try to freeze the money ASAP. Uh, let's start with banks first. So banks, as in you transfer the funds from a bank to a bank that the scammer provided. Um, file a police report, make sure you have a case number, and then contact your bank. Tell them you were involved in a fraud. So depending on what country you're from, some countries' banks are quite nice. They would try to help you out and see how much is how much is the money uh, that's left. And the next one, we go to crypto. So time is the essence once you got scammed because once you transfer your funds out, um, the money laundering companies would try to then um, move your funds and wash over and over again. So always make sure you have a case number. Um, the next question, which is, I think um, we do hurt, we do hear from victims a lot. I think a lot of um, victims assume that the police, uh, when I file a police report, the police will arrest the scammers and get my money back. So what do you think is missing here? Okay, so the first questions we always ask the victims is that, do you want to have justice or money? Uh, let's go with justice first. What victims really need to know is that there is no justice. People always have the wrong perception that arresting criminals equals to getting your money back. This is unfortunately not true. First of all, what you really need to know is that the media did not exactly report as what it is. So for example, the police successfully raid one compound of say 349 people. So all of this 349 people very often, only a few of them are prosecuted in the court, while the rest of them gets a free ride home due to the lack of evidence found at the crime scene. So let's not even go to the bosses. Arresting the management level staff itself is already extremely difficult due to the strong protection of the third world countries and cross-border laws. So these scammers who scam you, for instance, might have also left the organization as well. Most of them leave after scamming a huge, huge sum of money. So this um, and and, and um, the real bosses are usually not in the compound. And these people are often of a high profile status and uh, they you can barely find any evidence tied to their names and, and, and all evidence or digital evidence are destroyed from weeks to three months tops. What are the possible options? What are the possible options I have? Um, most people do not realize that all fraud victims have the rights to sue those in fact that read them off. This rights even extends to people who are victims of scams by criminals in foreign countries. 
not only can you sue the con artist who ripped you off, uh, you can also sue anybody else who was involved in the scam, including banks or others that whoever who moved the money or uh, investment companies who introduce you to the fraudster or employ him or media outlets that advertise or promoted the fraud. Try to get as many victims as possible from the same platform. So this way you make your case stronger. The standard of proof in a civil court is in fact a lot uh, lower and therefore it's often easier to prove a fraud case in a civil lawsuit than in a criminal prosecution. Uh, let's start with victims who transfer to a bank. Um, these victims can approach a lawyer to sue the money mule, get the money mules to pay you back by monthly installment um, or anything that you could reach out to for a private settlement. Some countries do not exactly punish abuse depending on the excuses they give, say a low scam, job scam, whatever. And um, because of that, they just got away with a warning or something like that. But you can definitely sue this person because, because um, once you transfer this money to this bank account holder, this person is definitely, these people, they participate in moving the funds or opening a bank account for this um, cybercrime criminals and therefore you have a case. Okay, let's move on to money trail for crypto. There is one important thing that um, many people are not aware of is that um, all monies are usually laundered almost immediately. It's like maybe 24 hours to 48 hours. Uh, you, you could try to trace your crypto and find out where it went to. Um, every funds will eventually cash out at a final wallet. Your detective is your only hope. Get him to email the finance change to ask for the final wallet data. And you can then try to pressure your detective to talk to the country of this person's nationality. Then from, from there, you can again sue the person who, uh, who was involved in that final wallet. What happens if your detective found a muse uh, who is based in overseas and I don't have money? Well, you can try pro bono lawyers in your countries and find a group of victims who ends up in the final wallet. So this way you have a bargain chip, say you can exchange with the lawyer for a 35% success, uh, successful fee with a larger group of victims. This way the lawyer might be interested. To end this off, your law enforcement job is to arrest the bad people. Their job is not get your money back. This is not their main job. So the scammers will always exploit loopholes in the law system. If you manage to freeze the wallet, let's say in Thailand, don't expect this to be free. You would then have to hire a lawyer in Thailand just to get the money back, um, in which the scammer would also do the same thing. We have come to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. And um, I hope you enjoyed the episode and you could get you all your help you need um, in this podcast. Please share with others and post it on your social media. To catch all the latest exclusive from us, you can follow us on Facebook at Global Anti-Scam Organization or support our cause by donating to our webpage.